Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 28 of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Every week, and I mean every week, we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? Uh, doing pretty well, man. Doing pretty well. Uh, I'm back to work this week. Yeah. Back yeah, to work this too. week. Yeah. Me too. It is... Sure. Yep. I was gonna. I sure am. Sure am. <laughs> I sure am back to work. You know. <laughs> you know. I had a brief moment, like when it was rolling into the week. I was like, "Oh, I'm actually kind of like looking forward because I, I like my job. Like, I'll get back to oh, it." Yeah. And uh, and then I sort of like the first day back, it was like, "Oh, this isn't. This is my job, but it also isn't my job." Uh, because what I actually am just doing is staring at a computer screen for eight hours. And that's very bad. Yeah, I had not taken any sort of significant time off of work since, really since the beginning of the the pandemic and work from home times. There was one mm-hmm. week where I took off in the summer, but uh, if uh, longtime listeners will recall that most of that vacation was spent convalescing because I, like, bashed my forehead open on some stairs accidentally within the first hour of the vac- the vacation. Um, so I didn't really get to enjoy that one. So this was the first, like, real vacation I had taken in a long time. And so, yeah, it was very much the thing where, even though I knew I wasn't going back into the office on Monday... My, like, part of me still felt like, yeah, going back to work, gonna have a fresh start, you know, gonna <laughs> see all my friends or whatever. And then, nope. Right, and the then you just, like, walked into your, yeah, you just walked into the spare room and started doing the exact, yeah. Oh, not even, it's dude, not, not even. It's my not desk awesome. is in my bedroom. <laughs> I recently moved my computer and stuff upstairs. So that's a little bit better. That's a little bit better for me. There's, like, a proper desk up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I sort of kept waiting for things to die down, hope, hoping that they would, die, like, not actually thinking, but, like, in the back of my head, like, oh, well, I'll just stay here I'm, in this chair. I'm not going to get it all like, set up. I don't want to get it all set up. Uh, no, I mean, I actually do have, like, a full, cool, like, setup. I've got, like, my desk with a plant on it and, like, a lamp. And I've got my laptop, and I've got, like, an iPad set up next to it that I have running as, like, a second monitor because I have it plugged into my laptop. Like, I've got a whole office set up, but I just didn't put it in my spare room because previously my desk was in my bedroom because this is where I record the podcast. And that was really the only thing I used my desk for before this year um, was sitting down to do this. And, like, you know, my taxes once a year, basically. Um so when it came time to, like, work out a home office setup, I'm like, well, my desk is already in here, and I have my desk in my bedroom because I bought a desk that I think looks nice in my bedroom, so I don't want to just drag that off into the spare room and have this weird empty place in my bedroom. But the this, the uh, the long-term effect of this is that I basically, like, go to bed at night, and then when I wake up in the morning, I just stay in that same room until about five with, like, a lunch break. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I did. I had been doing basically the same thing, and moving out of a diff- moving into a different room is, has been a positive move. Yeah. Um. And then when I was planning to move into the other room, I was like, "Well, now I'm buying a house, and like, <laughs> I'm not going to rearrange yeah, no my sense. furniture now. No sense doing it now. That would be weird. Yeah. 
Anyway, so this was a Monday, and now it's Tuesday, and we're recording this podcast, and that's great, Dave. And you know what we're talking about on this podcast? So far? No, I mean, what we're going to be talking about. I apologize. I could have been more clear. Yes. No, yeah, I I do. That would be buck wild if I did not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listeners, we do not come into this cold. We we know the topic of the show. Today, the topic is episode 28 of Denji Sentai <laughs> Mega Ranger. It is called Give Up the Explosive Granny Whirlwind. I re- I like the conceit that we would go into <laughs> the show cold, be like, "What are we going to talk about this week?" And then, just for six straight years, we do decide every week <laughs> to just view the subsequent this <laughs> view the subsequent episode of Sentai Sentai. Um, we jumped around in so years Matt, early on, you know. We did a little bit. Might do it again. Bit. Who knows? Uh, so we're wild cards. We might. I actually think I. I think I actually would, would dig doing that. I'd like to see some other seasons. Um, so what, Matt, is our first star of the week? Dave, uh, our first star of the week is that we have just recently finished up the uh, traditional uh, Western holiday season. Uh, and Dave, it's, yeah. it was really nice. Well, we that's the one that we did. Yeah. There are other traditional holiday seasons, but uh, you know, the one that we did is the... Yeah, yeah. Sorry if I uh, yeah. mischaracterized that. Uh, it was it was Christmas and New Year's, and we celebrate both of those yeah. things. And we just uh, it was a delight. We did those and it was great. Um, I don't know. You want to talk about it? Uh, yeah, man. I got a bunch of cool. I got cool presents. I got cool presents. People got me some woodworking stuff, which is nice. Even though I don't actually have time to do much woodworking these days. Well, you know it's. It's good to, so long as you maintain interest in the hobby, like, oh yeah, no, those things are like a lifeline to remind you that, like, it's like, hey, I bought you this present, but really, like, this, what did I get you? It was like a, some sort of an angled level thing. I genuinely don't oh, even, yeah, yeah, rem- yeah. like, I, I know what it looked like, but I have no idea what it's good for. And really, I bought that for you, A, because you wanted it, and B, it's less of a gift and more of a reminder of all of the other woodworking stuff that you have. So you can look at it and say like, oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, you did. You asked, uh, you asked her like, do you actually want these sorts of things? And I said, yes, I do. And I may have used actually very similar language. I think you did. Yeah, uh, which is probably why it was why it came to mind. Um, yeah, Christmas was great. Uh, my Christmas was a like because I am in the midst of like this huge house project. Many... Oh, if anybody's curious, sorry. If anybody's curious, Matt got me a sliding bevel. Ah, oh, sliding bevel, of course. How could I have forgotten? Um, a lot of my presents were like uh, like tools, and I, we have always gotten tools for Christmas. Um, and then sort of it sort of lapsed off for a little while, yeah. and then uh, oh, I, although I actually, mm-hmm. mom also got me, mom and dad also got me tools this year. Oh, that's right, they got you clamps. Yeah, they got me some uh, ankle clamps. Very exciting. Yeah, no, you. Uh, that's not a joke. Yeah. I am excited, and uh, and I got a Craig pocket hole jig. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, if, you want to, if you want to jig some pocket holes, you can't do better than that. Listen, anybody who knows anybody who knows that I just got that is just like, oh, nice. Um. Anyway, you, the listener, may think, oh, you got a bunch of tools for Christmas. That doesn't sound very Christmassy. However, what you, the listener, might not know is that for decades, 
a regular, like an annual Christmas present that we got from our parents was a tool. Um, and so actually, oh, yeah. like this is a great, yeah, getting a bunch of great tools, plan, getting a bunch of tools for Christmas. I was like, a, it was great because I desperately need these tools to be working on the house, and also it's like, all right, it's Christmas and I'm getting tools. How seasonally appropriate. <laughs> Yeah, this is a it's like a life pro tip. This is the plan. It was like when we were man, I think when they started when we were like nine or ten, is they got us each a toolbox, and then every year they would just get us like you know a set of screwdrivers right. or a hammer or a socket set, so that by the time we left, we had like a pretty kitted out toolbox and could do you know most most house things as necessary. Yeah. So it's a good idea. So uh, Christmas was a delight, yeah. and uh, New Year's New Year's was a delight. Yeah, it was. I, I came over to your place. Um, our parents were still in town. Uh, they came in town for... Yeah. I mean, okay. Do we need to do the whole rigmarole where we say, like, everybody had quarantined beforehand and we're all being very safe and all that? Or is it just assumed well, you did, that if I say... You did just do it. Yeah. I, okay. We are now deep enough into uh, the quarantine that I feel like if you were listening to a podcast of somebody who you don't think is an idiot or a monster and they say i saw my family the other day like i this i just sort what of they assume mean is that like i yeah two weeks ago i planned to see my family and i took the necessary precautions to do it in a safe way right uh, which is what we did right. but yeah you were able to come over and uh we hung out we had castellate i did not stay up till midnight because i don't uh i did but i didn't like go out for new year's after that i just went home and had some uh, I, you know, okay, this is going to sound sad, but it wasn't. Um, I, when I got home, instead of like popping some, sh- uh, the cork and pouring like one glass of champagne, I poured two glasses of champagne and one of them um... was for me. And the other one was for like, was to like honor like the absent friend that would otherwise have like. You know, like the absent friends with whom I would have otherwise been spending the evening. Now, I dig did it. I drink both of those glasses? Yes, of course I did. I'm well, not a yeah, naturally. Um, you gotta really gotta go throw it away. That would be weird. Right. But uh, no, it was actually very nice. And okay, this is gonna sound very stupid to anyone who does not play Animal Crossing. But the video game Animal Crossing exists in real. Well, I'll be able to tell yeah. you because I don't play Animal Crossing. So the video game Animal Crossing exists in real time. So, like, if I turn on the game right now, it will be yes. 9.13 yep. p.m. on uh, January 5th, right? So, when there are holidays, the game does a little thing. So, when I got home, I was like, wow, you know, like, in about, you know, in about an hour, it's going to be midnight, and I won't be anywhere to see the ball drop, and I won't be, be with any of my friends, although I have poured two glasses of champagne but I popped up an Animal Crossing, and wouldn't you know it, all of the villagers on my island were all hanging out together in the courtyard, and there was like a big setup where they were doing a countdown. And you know what, Matt? That's not stupid. Yeah. That's genuinely heartwarming. Like it's a, That's a charming yeah. thing to have put in. Yeah, so I got to like, you know, listen, they are not my real friends, but like, you know. They're definitely not. But uh, I sure spent a lot of time with them this year. And it was fun to ring in the new year with someone, even if it was like, you know, an elephant who's obsessed with weightlifting. Uh, anyway, so those were the holidays. Dave, 
what is our third or second star of the week? Well, actually, directly pursuant to it being the holidays, uh, it's Bun Vulcan. Welcome to Bun Vulcan. So, I did get a chance to do some holiday baking. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We just did some sugar cookies with the twins that they got to decorate. That was a blast. They got to cut out the shapes and, like, put, like, 8,000 sprinkles on one cookie. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And so that was, that's really fun. And uh, let's see, what else did I do? I did, I made macaroons. Uh, not macarons. I have made those, but they're super finicky and they take like a week. Yeah. No, I made like coconut, coconut macaroons. Not as like, very easy to make actually. Oh yeah? Yeah. It's uh, it's basically just like sugar and coconut and egg white and like a little starch, and you just cook it over a double boiler until the egg white kind of like coagulates and the sugar melts, and then you just stick it in the fridge, and then it's cooked. You could eat it like that, but then you scoop it out, and uh, and then you just bake it to like brown and crunch the outside, and that's it. They're super easy. So nice. I made coconut macaroons. That was dope. And I made uh, I made like lemon almond shortbread sandwich cookies. I made sandwich cookies. Very nice. Oh, yeah. I ate some of those. Those were delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were real good, man. Um, So that was my – but now also pursuing to Bun Vulcan, I did – I don't know why. I don't know why I did this, but on like – not on Christmas. No, it may have been Christmas. Maybe it was just the imp of the perverse. I did step on the scale for the first time in a while. Ooh. And guys – yeah, guys, I'm not going to tell you what the number was, but I will tell you – that uh, there's going to be a sharp decrease, <laughs> sharp decrease in Bun Vulcan updates from here from here on out. Um, it's been a blast, but uh, this this particular journey might be. I know it's not going to be over. I'm just going to be trying to do some. Um, there's a great blog called All Day I Dream About Food, and she was like a pro baker, and then went like keto. Okay. And she's like, this can happen. Like, I can be both a pro baker and, like, a low-carb person. And uh, her blog is amazing. So I'm going to kind of start checking that out. Oh, Adidas. So we'll see. Yeah. So uh, that's it, Matt. I did. I made very good cookies. Nice. Uh, do and did Vulcan? I do anything else? Uh, oh, I made... I made that apple tart again. I made that apple tart again. It's still real good. It was good. great. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any Bun Vulcan stuff. I did have a weird experience where I ran out of vital wheat gluten... And so when I was making the baguettes for uh, Christmas Eve, they were, mm-hmm. I had to, because normally what I do is I'll do like 20 ounces, uh, or, sorry, 20 grams of uh, what a wheat gluten and then 480 grams of all-purpose flour um, to like beef up the, yeah. you know, to beef it up. Yeah, you turn it in, that's, yeah, you turn it into bread flour. Right. But when I went to the store, they didn't have any vital wheat gluten. And I was like, well, oh, no. I guess I'll buy a bag of bread flour. And just have, like, dedicated bread flour, which is fine, because mostly mm-hmm. when I'm baking, I'm baking bread. Um, so I just bought some bread flour. But the weird thing is, like, it didn't... Like, they were good. Don't get me wrong. They were good. But they were also, like, not the same. Like, they weren't quite as crispy on the outside and quite as light on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've now got... Um, no, they were delicious. Yeah, well, thank you. But now I've gotten new Vital Week gluten, and I'm kind of tempted to, like, 
do my normal thing of like the 480 and 20, but do 480 of bread flour and 20 of Vital Weak Gluten, that's probably too much. But I'm just curious. I wouldn't do 20. Uh, I want to say that the protein, I think the gluten difference is about, it's about 3%. Mm. 3% higher in um, in bread flour than it is in uh, AP flour. And so if you're putting in 20 grams to 480 of flour, that's more than, what's more than 3%. Yeah. It's not a ton more. I forget why I I'm, came I'm up with the math that, right now. that ratio. There was a reason why. Like, I looked something up. Well, and it's like, a total of 500 grams. Well, yeah, but, like, there was a reason I did, like, 20 grams specifically. Uh, anyway, this isn't interesting to anybody, but that was my fun Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> what, Matt, is our third star of the week? Dave, third star of the week is I have been watching a documentary series on Netflix. Blowing my mind, Matt. I know. It's crazy. Um, so, have you watched any of the documentary series on Netflix? I mean, Yes. Okay, um, not, and not like standalone documentaries. I mean, like the like the series, like the multi episode series that Netflix makes or produces. Oh no, I don't know that I have actually. I okay. mean, I watch a lot of documentaries, but here's the thing about them: they are universally a B minus. Like there is pretty inf- pretty interesting information with okay presentation, but like. And, like, enough to get you through watching it, but, like, not enough to be good, typically. At least the ones that I've seen. There are Okay, this is, we're not in, like, this is not a Ken Burns documentary. This is, okay. They are perfectly functional documentaries that, like, parts of them will annoy you. But I've been watching this new one called High Score that's about the history of video games. And it might not be new, but I've only just seen it myself. Um, And it's, like, it's not an A+, but, like, it might be an A-. Like, it's really good. It's, hey, dude. it's just All right. good. And here's what's good about it, is that, like, it's when I say the history of video games, I mean, like, it is starting with, like, you know, like, very early video game stuff. But the cool thing is that we are not so far away, history-wise, from when that stuff was happening, like, the late 70s, early 80s, early 90s, now that I'm yeah. sort of, like, halfway through the series. So, like, most of these people who did that stuff are, like, still around. Still alive, right. <laughs> and for whatever reason, like, they were, this show was able to get a ton of really good people on the show. Like, the guy who made Space Invaders. Oh, dang! They just had, like, a long interview, like, a lot of segments with him. They had um, uh, Ken and Roberta Williams, who were, like, the, like, the owner and, like, like, that, that. That couple, that like, really oh, like, they were Sierra. Oh, yes! Okay, thank you. Like, he was sort of, like, the business and computer guy, and she was, like, the creative head of Sierra and, like, all of those games. And they just, like, had these people on. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I know who that person is. I read a really long article about Sierra, like, two months ago, <laughs> randomly. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's got just a bunch of, like, really cool people. Like, the guy who did all of the sound design for Donkey Kong... They had Lord, uh, what's his name from Ultima? Lord Britain? Lord Britannic? Captain Britain? Wow. That yeah. Guy. No, Lord Britain. Lord Britain, yeah. Like, I was I was watching this episode, and they were just talking about this guy, and I saw him just sort of, like, dorking around doing, like, D&D stuff in his house. And at some point, they hadn't yet said who he was or what game it made, or he had made, but at some yeah. point it clicked in my head, like, oh, that's Lord Britain. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
Although I don't think they ever actually referred to him as Lord Britain, which is somehow even, even weirder. That is even that like it wasn't even in his subtitle of like oh no, this is like, here is Robert uh, starts with a G I forget. Um, but they should have just said Lord Britain. Everyone everyone knows this is Nom de Gore. <laughs> Wait, oh, now, quick question. You said they had the sound designer from Donkey Kong. Was it sound designer from Donkey Kong or the sound designer from Donkey Kong Country? Donkey Kong. Oh, okay. I think he did a lot of, like, Nintendo stuff for about 20 years. But the thing that they were talking to him about was Donkey Kong. Okay. I just, dude, the theme song from Donkey Kong Country is a, is a banger. Or no, I'm really, I'm. extremely good. Yeah. Um, anyway, high score on Netflix. It's a surprisingly good documentary series. The weird thing, the one weird thing about it is that like the thumbnail image for it. Well, one of the many thumbnail images, because you know how Netflix does thumbnail images. That yeah. It's weird. It's the um, worst. Yeah. It's, um, it's monstrous but because they them, don't just let you hover over it. They like start yeah. playing the thing. And I'm like, dude, I just want to read like the, the blurb about it. Um, the, one of the thumbnail images they use for the show is like a picture of a Nintendo controller. But it's not a picture of an picture of an of an NES controller. It's like it's just messed up enough that it's not technically a Nintendo controller, so they didn't oh, have to okay. pay Nintendo for it. But like it's nice. so clearly just like a janky Mad Cats like NES controller. Uh, anyway, fun show. Dave, what is our fourth star of the week? Oh, Matt, sorry, I'm not thinking of the theme. I'm thinking of uh, DK Island Swing, just to be. Just to okay. clarify. I'm glad you uh, Anyways, Matt, our fourth star of the week is House Stuff. Oh, right. This is one of my Which again. is your thing. Did we have a... Was there a name for this bit? I don't know. It's been a few weeks. House Update? Had... I don't know. It's been a few weeks since we've had a public episode. For those of you who enjoy all of our Patreon content, you've, you've gotten regular stuff behind the paywall. But uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these regular... Yeah, I don't remember if this thing has a name. I did a lot of work on the house over my break. My, Just my so va- much. My vacation, so much work. My vacation was only kind of a vacation. It was a vacation in that I was not doing office work. And also that I got to like hang out with family and celebrate the holidays, which was very yeah. nice. But I had mentioned earlier that mom and dad came into town. And like I and they, honestly, especially them, because they were doing work on the house while I was still, like before I was on break from work. Yeah. Um. And dad actually, like, knows how to do house stuff. He does. Well, he's owned a number of houses, so. Yeah. So he was, like, you know, closing off pipes and soldering things uh, while I was doing demo work. Basically, all I've personally done so far is do demo work and help dad. Dave, I see that you're, like, grooving. Are you currently listening to DK Island Swing? I can't confirm that I'm not. Okay. Um, (laughs) Uh. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think if I have specific things to talk about. It's like the only thing I did last week, so it feels like I no, should have well, fun it's you had a uh, No, you did some really cool stuff, and I think you did... Uh, when I was over there, at least, I, I where you were at was, I think, one of the stages that I feel is like very satisfying in a project, which mm-hmm. is sort of like getting down to brass tacks. Right? Like, yeah. you went in and you got rid of all the stuff that didn't need to be there, and now you're like, okay, now we can start, like, really moving forward. Right. See, because- the problem, the, the nice thing about that stage is that it feels really good to sort of, like, strip all that stuff down. 
the bad thing about that stage is that until stuff actually starts to get fixed, the like I've owned this place since November, and the only thing I've done is destroy it. Like <laughs> I've made plans to rebuild it, but I have only destroyed. Well, I have torn man, out listen, walls, I gotta be honest. I have, like cut out pipes. Uh, I just have garbage bags full of pieces of things that used to be my house piled up in the front room. Well, Matt, listen, having been to visit your house, I would say uh, having a plan to fix it all is a step further than a lot of previous residents got. So well, uh, I will not disagree with you there, Dave. Yeah, so I think you're there. No, it's a great feeling because like now once you because you never totally know what you're dealing with. And then once you get it all stripped away and you pull everything out and you get some of the walls down, you're like, okay, now I know what's happening. And I can really make a concrete plan to move forward. It's great. It's a very good feeling. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I was up to. Uh, I knocked out a piece of a wall that was covering up where the main drain stack was because that needs to be replaced or repaired. Um, And what I discovered... Was that, uh, I mean, I discovered the main drain stack, which was great. I'm glad that I, uh, that we guessed correctly as to which wall it was behind. Um, but the other thing that I discovered is that if you have a crack in your main drain stack, and then you remove the piece of wall that was separating that crack from the rest of the house, uh, there is a, there is an odor involved. With it smells that. very bad. Yeah, it smells V-bad. So um, I wrapped that thing up in duct tape. There was a very, there was a fun picture that you showed me, which was the faux brick tile over the lathe and plaster, over the brick, over the wall. Yeah. Uh, and I got a big, got a big kick out of that. I thought that was very fun. Yeah, it's the construction of this place. Uh, there, there have been decisions made over the years. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Dave, that is it for Anyways, stuff. Anyways, speaking uh, of making decisions, Matt. Yeah. What is our fifth and final Star of the Week? Well, Matt, it's our first show back into the new year, 2021. And uh, as we do every year, it's not a, it's not as quite as big of a deal, I would say, for us as for some other brothers who do a podcast. But um, we do choose our new slogan for the year. So slogans, we do. Slogans in the past year have been uh, up your game, keep upping your game, game uh, get into gear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Up your game again. That's right. Uh, Get into gear. I think it was literally just the, it was up your game. And then the next year it was just up your game. It was not up your game to the sequel. It was just the the exact same. (laughs) Stayed that course. Uh, Let's see that we had crush it. Just crush it. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, you could just go ahead and crush it. Uh, we had be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. That was a very good one. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the one. Did we do that in 2016? And then a lot of people just did not did not follow that advice. Yeah, or well, maybe we did it in 2017 in response to 2016. I, re- may I, I have forget. Been, still, a lot of people did not follow that advice. Anyways, it's now 2021, Matt. Yeah, and. Uh, and I think it's time to to choose a new slogan, Matt. Yeah. You know, I think when I think about our slogan, it's a it's a call, Matt. It's a call to like minded people to aspire. I think people look to us for some degree of inspiration in their lives. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't want to call myself a hero because what's a hero, right? But sometimes, Dave, I am sometimes because a I'm a public school teacher, Matt. 
So oh, sure, I have I have been officially told by just lots of people. Sure, you've given up I, your chance at wealth, but but uh, I am in fact a hero. Yeah. So now, Dave, we have two challenges. Challenge number one is that we need to determine the direction for the year for us and for anyone who cares to uh, pay attention. Problem number two is that we've already been doing the five stars for like twenty five minutes, and so if we go too much longer on this, uh, that's going to be a whole thing. So how can we, without a extended conversation although i don't want to cut this too short this is gold right here how can we uh get this done let's see well let's see matt i think we've got a lot of options i think we've got a lot of options um what about what about uh please for the love of pete get vaccinated how about that's good achievable it doesn't roll off the tongue i will admit Mm mm-hmm Okay, now is is there a fun way that we can say that? What uh, what about like stick it? But like it in that case is a needle in your arm. But and I want to be very clear about this. I am specifically referring to the COVID nineteen vaccine, not just anything that's in a needle. Can't be more clear about that. Yeah, just really do. See now again, this is getting really long. I feel like this is a very cumbersome. Like stick it. A vaccine, though, not anything in a needle unless prescribed by a physician. Right, Like, sure. that just doesn't, same, again, same problem. Now, okay, okay, okay. How's this? What if we, what if we keep the idea of sticking it, right? But, how about stick the landing? Ooh, Because you're getting okay. stuck with the vaccine, and hopefully we are sticking the landing... On the dealing with the pandemic thing, we've basically, and I want to say sticking the landing. I'm not going, I'm not trying to suggest that uh, everything leading up to the landing has been smooth. I think it hasn't. Gosh, man, it has not been. There have been, there have been some hurdles, I think, uh, that have been mostly just run straight through. And not jumped over, um, but yeah, you know. yeah, 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 man. So what, we I, what I'm imagining this... is, you know, like you remember in Tommy Boy, or there's a similar scene in um, Hot Rod, where there is a character who is just falling down a hill for an extremely long time. That's uh, that's a very funny bit in Hot Rod. <laughs> um, it's a very it's a Crimin- in, criminally in, uh, underrated that movie. Wait, is that Tommy Boy? I know it's a Chris Farley movie. It might be Black Sheep. Uh, anyway, you're just falling down the hill, just completely ass over tea kettle for like five minutes straight. But in this instance, although everything up to the bottom has been a disaster, why don't you just try to stick the landing? I can dig it. I can dig. I like that. I like just stick the landing, yeah. right? Because even if you did, even if you did a lot of things poorly. Even if you dealt with the pandemic the way that Soviet Russia dealt with World War II, mm-hmm. you could stick the landing. Yeah. Okay, I dig it. Stick yeah. the landing. That's it. So, guys, listen. We've all been through a lot. It's been say, a rough. One might say the ringer. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. It's been a lot this year. It's been a lot this past Four years. Well, I tell you what, man. I'm 38. It's and been, it's a, been lot. a lot. It's Dave, been a lot. David, it's been a lot. <laughs> it has been just quite a lot, actually. Uh, 
But you could stick the landing. Yeah. You can, we can do it, guys. At least a small landing. Yeah. Just this, just this little guy. Just stick this landing of getting a vaccine and certifying the votes of the electoral college. Just stick the landing. Just make it happen. I love it. I love this. I love this. I love it, man. I'm on board. Cool. Got it in one, honestly. Crushed it. Crushed it. Stuck the landing. Nice. It was a long five stars, Matt, but we stuck the landing. Nice. Now, Dave, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to watch episode 28 of Denji Sendai Mega Ranger. It is called, as previously mentioned, Give Up the Explosive Granny Whirlwind. Uh, it was written by Naruhisa Arakawa. Its original air date was August 31st, 1997. You can watch along on the DVDs or at shoutfactory.com. I recommend you do because episodes with one of the ranger's grandmothers are always good. And that always is always good. Uh, cool. Uh, we will talk about it right after this. Okay. Welcome back. We have just watched episode 28. Give up the explosive granny whirlwind. Dude, that title, uh, it sounds like ad copy, poorly translated ad copy for like a Japanese geriatric product. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and also, like, this like is... do you have explosive granny whirlwind? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. There is, there is a, there is a granny in this episode. She's pretty explosive. She's a bit of a whirlwind. I don't know she why. I is. don't know why the episode starts with telling you to give up. Uh, that seems to not be relevant to the episode. <laughs> but I guess they need to have something in there. Anyway, maybe Dave, it's a give up. Like give up. I, actually, I think I know what it is. We'll get back to it later. Okay. Well, so start off, and Shisato is out for a walk. Just out, this is she's not doing anything out. interesting. She's literally nope, just out she's for a walk. And there is a weird. She's getting creeped on. She's getting peeped. Yeah, there's a person in like the back of a car who has binoculars and is just watching her take this walk. Yeah, all dressed in pink, weirdly. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment then... where I think it's Miku, but then I remember two things. One, this person is clearly not Miku, and two, Miku doesn't actually wear that much pink. Yeah, weirdly. So the person approaches, then they throw an envelope, and it's her grandma! Hooray! Oh, yeah, and, dude. Uh, grandma I think we need to... Episodes. Rule. I think we need... <clears throat> they do. We've had... Let's see. We had a grandma episode. There, and actually, all the grandma episodes are about trying to get their their grandchildren married. Yeah. I think all three of in, them have been. There was one in Jetman with um, Rio's... Or, yeah, Rio's grandmother. Yeah, and they had to pretend that Kauri was like his girlfriend or something. I forget exactly. It was something like that, yeah. Um, and also, was there, was his grandmother was like an Aikido. They're, and they're all martial arts experts, too. Well, you know, I I feel like maybe if you're going to put a grandmother in an episode where things like dangerous things are happening, you just want to get out in front of it and be like, she's fine. This is an explosive oh, yeah. granny. She's a good explosive, tough explosive granny. So let's run through her outfit. She is dressed in all pink. Mm-hmm. She has on overalls, but like uh like culotte overalls, and then pink socks and pink sneakers, and then like I'm not sure what it's called, maybe like a painter's cap, that like particular brand of like nineties, not baseball baseball hat. Mm-hmm. 
She has her and earrings are um, wedges of watermelon. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty fly look for a nineties for a nineties grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, "Grandma, like it's so exciting to see you." And her grandmother's just like, "It's exciting to see you too. Let's get you married." Open the envelope. It's full of pictures of boys. I won't tell you and- who these people are <laughs> or where I got these photos. <clears throat> But again, this was something that Rio's grandmother did. To, or, I'm sorry. Am I saying the wrong person? He was was he Rio or Ryu? Jetman was Rio. Ryu. R- Ryu. No, Die Ranger was Rio. Thank and you. then Jetman is Ryu. Okay, so Rio's grandmother had the same thing. She had like an envelope full of pictures of eligible uh, bachelorettes. This is no. They did she needed. Not? Um, I mean, she did. Yes, it wasn't that Kauri. What did they do? They had to have, um, oh my gosh, yellow, yellow owl. Um, Rita? Rita. They had to have Rita come in and like pretend to be like a tough guy who was like doing something. Oh, I forgot yeah. the rest of it. That was a good episode. I forgot the rest of it. There was a, Anyways. that was with a mirror monster, right? Oh man, I do not remember. No, the grandma beat the camera monster with a mirror, I think. That, that seems reasonable. Like that. Anyways, she sent us like, Grandma, I am um, 17. Definitely too young to be getting married. Definitely too young. And her grandma's just like, that's crazy. It's never too young. What you need to do is like find a boy and like start going steady now. So that when it is time for you to get married, you'll be in the pocket. Like, you'll be locked in. Yeah. She's, like, pointing, like, what about this one? This one looks like a cool baseball player. Um, And she's saying, like, listen, the only way that I'm going to let this go is if you are already seeing somebody. Are you already seeing somebody? Because if so, I don't have to worry. And at this moment, who should arrive? Who should arrive? But uh, the very sweet boy, Koichiru. Yes. <clears throat> so Shisanto, of course, immediately jumps up and says, yes, I am, actually. And this is him. He has just arrived. This is Koichiru. Koichiru is now in a pickle because he is driven. He's torn between two of his top three desires. Mm-hmm. This, the first, obviously, being academic excellence. The second being his desire to help people. But his... His third being his commitment to honesty. Yeah, and so Chisato also has that shares that commitment to help people. Uh, honesty seems a little less important to her, especially in this sort of instance. Um, and so every time that Koichiru tries to say, like, no, we are not dating. I'm coming here to pick her up for superhero practice or whatever he was going to say. She just, like, steps very sharply on his foot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so they get an alert. Their digitizers go off, and there's an alert. The The Nezeray are attacking in some part of town. They need to go deal with it. But, unfortunately, the grandmother is right there, and she is not, yeah. she is not willing to let these two just run away from her. She has questions for this boy. Anyways, Granny has, like, questions, right? She's like, who is this boy? What's his deal? Probably what are his career prospects, et cetera, right. et cetera. Um, and they're like, and, and also she specifically notices that they're both wearing the digitizers. And she was like, those are weird. What, what what's you, up with what's that? What's going on with that? Okay, Dave, 
This is feeding into something that at the end of this episode, I got a theory that I'm going to share with you. Okay, but, I'm intrigued to hear it. Okay. So here's the other thing that I noticed is that when their digitizers went off, it just says like they don't have a vibrate mode. And I also like I don't know why in my head it wasn't just saying out loud, hey, there's a Nezere reaction. Y'all need to go out and deal with it. Like in my head, somehow that was something that only they could hear. Mm hmm. I know there's no logical reason to have thought that, and it very obviously isn't the case, but it just seemed so insane to me that you would be walking around with a thing on your wrist that would very obviously alert anybody who happened to be standing by you that you were a Mega Ranger. Yeah, it's it's a choice. You know, the technology was in its infancy at the time. Um, so well, how they do end up distracting Granny is they... I forgot to write down the name... Um, I, I wrote him down. Uh, so Kamichiru says, hey, look over there. Kotaro Satomi. Um, and Granny is not interested in Kotaro Satomi, who I looked up and is an actor. Um, and so uh, Chisato says, like, no, no, no. Over there you need to look, Granny, because Takuya, Kim Takuya Kimura is over there. Um, and she looks around and she's like, whoa, that is either a babe or a hunk that I need to see. I don't know what sort of guy that was because I looked up the name and there were two people born like both in 1972. One was a baseball player and one was a like singer actor. It's probably the singer actor because I don't think the baseball this, yeah. player would have been a professional baseball player yet. Yeah, I thought that this would have been a really cool moment to have used the names of previous uh, Sentai series actors. I thought that would have been great. Okay, later in the episode, they're going to do this again with a third name. That third name is, let me check my notes, Shiro Tsubayaki. Uh -huh. And from what I can tell, that is a like comedian slash voice actor who did play like at least like a, oh, like really? a monster part in a in a common rider. Okay, that's awesome. So I was trying to figure out if there was like a theme to this, if they were just like using names of like actors that they were friends with. Um but no, this um if it was the singer actor, the Siro Shiro Subiaki, um the he he is still an actor. He was apparently no, no kidding. Of, he okay. was apparently part of like at the time, one of, like, the biggest boy bands. But you may know him as the guy who played uh, the main character in the live-action Blade of the Immortal movie a few years ago. I did see that movie. Yeah, so it Manji, was good. Yeah, that was that guy. Oh, nice. Okay. But yeah, when, I, when uh... he was, like, a young either babe or hunk. Again, I don't know what he looked like when he was a kid. Dig it. I love it. So uh, that does work, and they managed to get away... And and they henchmen they go in. So the monster is Termite Nazare. No, Dave, I'm and sorry. It's, uh... They don't actually get away. Uh, Koichiru gets away because they get around the corner and they're just about to henchmen, and then Granny oh, comes around right. the corner. And he's like, and she's like, I did not see that handsome boy. Like, what are what are you trying to do? And so Chisato was able to distract her long enough for Koichiru to get away, but Chisato's stuck with Granny for a while. That's right. So we get to the fight, and they're fighting Termite Nazare, and it is Queen Termite Nazare. And they um, 
they fight, the Kunikune show up, they need the power of five, um, it's going pretty poorly. When, I, when, then... when Dave says they need the power of five, if you did not listen to the Jetman season, what he's saying is that there is a thing in these shows where if you have all five of the heroes working together, like they can defeat any obstacle. If even one of them is missing and the episode needs all five of them to be together, then yeah. they are functionally useless. So they're like, we need the fifth ranger. And then uh, obviously Chisato is busy, but Yusuku, Mega Silver, shows up. So he just shows up. He's like right there. He's just so close on his bike. Dude, you do have a job. It It is just so important. And then they just, they basically just like blast through Termite Nezare. Yeah, it takes Yusuku 30 seconds. Like, hits her with his motorcycle. He transforms. They beat her up. Um... And I was sort of surprised because, you know, you're anticipating you see a monster early in the episode. That's going to be the monster for the episode. And I particularly noticed that uh, this Queen Termite Nezare, the thing that struck out stuck out to me rather about her is that, like, normally if you have a female monster in these shows, they are almost always, like... Uh, extremely obviously female. Right, yeah. Like, they're always, like, a, if they're not a pretty lady, they are a caricature of a pretty lady. Like, they're always very definitely a lady. Yeah. And this one is basically just, like, a big bug monster, but it has a female voice and is talking about how it's the queen. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, you never get that in these shows. And then she dies immediately. But it was interesting. You know, man, I really appreciate you because I was like trying to figure out it's even in my notes that it's weird to me that she had a female voice. And then she's like, I'm the queen. I'm like, oh, I guess it does make sense. You'd be like the queen termite. They do have that structure. Why is it to me that that's weird that she has a female voice? And you're totally yeah, right. It's because she's not also like a, a monster babe. Yeah. Mm hmm. Anyway, they kill her immediately. Oh. Yeah, she does not last long. Um, Yellow shows up and she's like, go in the side. I'm so sorry I'm late. Um, they're like, it's cool. We actually handled it. So we go from there to the Nezare dimension. And Dr. Hinalar. Hinalar. Uh, it took me a second there. Dr. Hinalar is just we, like, well, well guy, Rail. It's because in our uh, in our Patreon material, of course, it's behind the paywall that we've been doing for the last two weeks. We weren't talking about this show, so you maybe uh, forgot some of the names of the characters. I did, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Thank you. With the other stuff that we were covering. So Dr. Hinalar turns to Guy Rail, and he's like, "So that plan sucked, and you also seem to suck. What what gives?" and Doc, or a guy rails like no 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 admittedly this is kind of a step back but this is a two-stage plan right the queen has lost this is... but this is still a win for the colony because you see while the queen was on earth uh she was laying a bunch of termite eggs and i was like oh right like a like a insect queen does lays a bunch of eggs this is this plan makes you know, I mean, listen, as much as a plan based around, like, monster termites from space can make sense, this plan makes perfect sense. You know, I have noticed this season has had a ton of, like, duplicate, clone, there's going to be a lot of them plots. It does, but they're all 
I don't know. I feel like they're all no, they handled all make sense. differently, and they're all yeah, sort of, they are. They're all done in clever ways that are specific to what that monster is, and I, I no, really appreciate it. It's actually it's really interesting. It's just like I'm noticing like there was this one, and yeah, there was the uh, alligator, gonna, and there were the uh, they were gonna the clone frogs, coral and, and the, the frogs. Coral, yeah. There's just been a ton of this. This seems to be like, well, if we just make a million of these monsters, we'll win. Which, honestly, if you have the ability to do it, is a, is a pretty good plan. Yeah. So far, it's been either, like, overwhelming force, make a bunch of one kind of monster, or mind control. Those are the three big things. That may have been not just the three big things, but three all all of the things. Anyways... So uh, the rangers are there, and they're just like, guys, like, Chisato, like, your grandma is a problem. Like, not in a, in a bad way. Like, she's obviously your grandma, and she's cool, but, like, we are mega rangers, and she's an impediment. Let's put it that way. Yeah. She's not a problem. She's an impediment. She's a hurdle that we have to get past. Something's going on. And she's like, yeah, I get it, guys, but you don't know Granny, and she is not going to leave until I have a boyfriend. Right. And so Shun steps in. He's like, well, um, I mean, you had, like, you know what you have to do, right? Like, just continue to be dating Koichiru until she believes you and leaves. Uh, Kenta immediately agrees with this. Kenta, who, by the way, really needs a haircut. Does. Does Boy, need a haircut. That, yeah. that guy, he is, it is getting, like, dangerously early Beatles, that hair. Um... Kenta hops in. He's, Kenta- like, he's like, you absolutely should be pretending to date someone. Now, if Koichiru doesn't want to do it, I just want to say I am willing to put myself in the, uh, you know, on the line here. I'll, I'll put myself out there. Uh, everybody just hits him because it's right. so inconceivable that this would happen. So uh, Granny gets up in the mix and she's like, who are all these people? What's going on? And they're like, these are our friends. We do need to talk to. And Kuchu's like, listen, sorry that I lied before. He's like, we really are dating. This is totally true. We are 100% for real dating. Granny does not buy it at all. Well, she doesn't, she's okay, like, she doesn't not buy it at all. But she definitely, I guess she's, she definitely doesn't buy it 100%. Yeah. Because she's she's listen, decided. I'm going to test you guys is what I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to test you to see if you're really dating. And then I will decide. The three so, greatest tests that any couple would have to go through to prove their undying affection for each other. Step test one. Number <laughs> one. Matching we're, outfits. We're going it is a shopping. It is a, according to Granny, matching outfits is a fundamental basic of dating. You gotta have matching outfits, Dave. If you don't have matching so, outfits with your boy or girlfriend, what, what are, are you, you even, even doing? doing? What are you even doing? So they say, they're like, okay, well, we look in the matching outfits. That's, we're good, right? And Granny's like, Psh, no. She's like, now, this is amazing. Okay. So she makes them, like, go out to a, like, outdoor mall area. And then she and the remaining three rangers set up surveillance on them. But she is giving them instructions through a cell phone, like, hey, walk around like you would do on a date. 
Yes, go get so some like, ice cream and enjoy each other's company so I can watch to see if you really have chemistry. Now, there is a very brief moment where I feel kind of bad, although I think this is going to pan out by the end of the series, where Momo, real quick, like turns to Shun and is just like, Shun, we should try dating. And what it translates is him just saying no. But what he actually says is baka, which I have enough um, anime Japanese to remember that baka just means idiot mm-hmm. or like, so <laughs> she's just like, she's like, we should date. And he's just like, you're a moron. <laughs> That's rude, Shun. Rude. It is rude. So they do manage to drink the or eat the ice cream to Granny's satisfaction. And now she says, now the ultimate test to see if you're really dating. Drink this juice using two straws out of the same cup. <laughs> she doesn't laugh like that um, she does i'm doing that for a fact so now okay i have a theory about why this is the third thing it is because obviously the third thing should be kiss and they just didn't want to have two characters kiss on the show and yeah, so no, they're like reasonable. we'll do a thing that dating couples do where they put their faces right next to each other and We'll basically treat it like a kiss, but it's actually drinking out of a cup. Yeah, and they actually, the actors do a very good job of conveying this vibe that, like, it very much feels like they're about to kiss. Like, they go in for it. Kuichiro is just like, uh, mm, but I, and he actually, he's about to start saying, I'm fairly confident I know I just started doing this like because your grandmother to get your grandmother off your case, but I'm actually having a really nice time and I do like you and would like to date you. He does not say all that. He doesn't say all that with his mouth. His eyes definitely say it. So they're going in for the 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 the, the, the juice kiss. What no, I can't, I'm sorry. Never <laughs> yeah, mind. Let's, use, let's forget let's just that go phrase. Ahead. Let's go ahead and use any phrase except juice kiss. Uh, they're going in for they're going in for a sip. I don't know, man. None of this I feel like any way that I use to describe this is not going to sound good. They're going to complete the trials. <laughs> <laughs> they're about to complete the final test when suddenly there's an alert on their digitizers. The Nezere are back in action. Now, this is a problem because Granny is watching Koichiru and Chisato and she sees them both stop what they're doing and look at their wrists. And the other three Mega Rangers who were all standing right next to Granny watching the uh, Koichiru and Chisato almost, almost kiss, uh, they also have something go off. And Granny's like, wait, hold on a second. All five of you just had something very weird happen with that thing on your wrist, and you need to tell me what's going on. <laughs> They're like, ah, ooh, gosh, we cannot, actually. Um, so, again, same sort of thing happens, is they all um, get away Oh no, there starts to be like, things start to go really bad. And then they're like, everybody has to run. And so Chisato is running away with her grandmother and the other rangers are going in. Yeah. So yeah, they, they henshin. There manages to be a, 
Uh, she manages to get Granny away from the other four because a bunch of termites erupt from the ground and start like eating a building. And so yes. there's sort of yeah, general yeah, yeah. chaos. And so she's like the henshin and they go to start fighting. And uh, like, so what has happened is, is that it's basically the termites are a like consumer nano swarm, right? Yeah. They're just like, they just swarm around and eat, eat everything. Okay. And uh, they're trying to blast them. It's not working because they're not using AOE damage, which of course is what you need to use against a swarm. Everybody knows. I feel like Kenta should know that. This should have been a moment for Kenta to shine, right? It's a swarm of monsters. You have to use area damage against it. Kenta is a video game guy. He should know this. Okay. Now, to be fair, Kenta has, Kenta really does shine in his video game skills in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. That actually is a very good point. So uh, their weapons get eaten, and uh, by the by the termites, that's obviously very bad. And uh, and then Gyrel is like, it's even we flash back to the Nazare dimension, and Gyrel's like, wait until I fuse them, and they're like, they can do that, that's incredible. And so they just fuse into like a giant I mean, termite it, monster. It's basically the same costume that the Queen Nazare or the Queen Termite Nazare had earlier. Yes, it's just a yeah, different yeah, yeah. voice actor. Uh, and they took off, like, they took part of it off. Um, so they're fighting, and it's generally not going well. And we cut back to Chisato and her grandmother. And Chisato is really trying to be like, Grandma, you go to safety. I will be fine. I've got to go check on my friends. And they're having a fight where, like, oh, no, maybe I have the maybe I have the wrong end of it. They're having some sort of fight where... Chisato is trying to get her grandmother to safety and then get away from her so that she can henchen and go back. But the grandmother is like, why did you leave your friends behind? We need to go back for your friends to make sure that they're safe. And then we can all together escape from this dangerous situation. And Chisato is getting really frustrated. Yeah. Uh, and she is just like, Grandma, like, you're not even listening to me. Like, you just barged in. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I hate you. I'm so angry. Um, And then she just, like, runs away. Yeah, like, as they are squabbling, a policeman comes up and is like, everything is bad. You need to run. And Shizato says, yes, everything is bad. You look after my grandmother while I run the other direction. The policeman grabs the grandmother and is trying to get her to safety. However, as we discover... Granny uh, is a black belt in Aikido, and if she does not hate all cops, she at least hates this cop in this moment. Because she yeah. flips him on the ground, he is knocked unconscious, and she steals his car. Yeah. <laughs> well, she does take a moment to lecture his unconscious body that he should not mess with Aikido black belts. Oh, so dude, she she's specifically... Uh, Oh, no, wait. She says this in a minute. Never mind. I, I I have something written down in a minute. So as she is driving this car back the direction that she saw Chisato running, she sees Mega Yellow running that same direction and just immediately is like, oh, dang, Chisato's Mega Yellow. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Weird. Okay. <laughs> so um, And um, then just continues to follow her. Chisato yeah, shows so up and Chisato is like, aha, I'm here to the rescue. And it goes great for her for like three seconds. But at this point... The other four are already basically unconscious. All of their weapons have been destroyed, and she's trying to fight this monster all by herself. 
So that doesn't go great for her. Yeah. So um, Granny has an awesome plan, which is just hit that dude with a car. Yeah. Which is such a good plan. It feels like the well, I guess the Rangers do occasionally like run over people on their like super slider bikes or whatever yeah. in various seasons. Yeah, but she just hits this thing with a car, which is great. And then she <laughs> okay, so she stops the car. She pokes her head out the window. She says, "Justice always wins." And then she also says, "Don't underestimate Grannies from Nagoya." Now. What I really would love in this situation is, you know, mm-hmm. those hyper-specific t-shirts that are like, never underestimate a granny from Noyaga, Noyaga who is born mar- in December born in December, and married to a plumber and wears a lot of pink. Yeah. I just really wanted her to, by the end of the episode, be wearing that t-shirt. That would have been pretty amazing. Um, now, this does not continue, because she tries to, like, back up and just hit the dude again. Uh, that doesn't super work, because he, like, he oh, he, it kind of, like, explodes. Yeah, the brakes go out. And so um, the brakes go out, and also she doesn't know how to stop accelerating, apparently. But She's got to uh, put her feet on one of the pedals, Dave. But if the brake isn't working, she may as well do the gas. So, um, that's obviously very bad. The car's out of, sh- uh, out of control. Shisato just, like, runs over and, like, Superman v. Locomotives the car. Just, like, grabs well, it and okay. digs her heels in. Kind of, because I feel like Superman v. Locomotive is Superman standing in front of the train, like, pushing against it. Whereas this is really, like, a sidecar Fred Flintstone, where she's, like, hanging onto the, like, the... S- hanging sort of like onto the side of the car and just digging your heels in and trying to stop it from going forward. Yes. Yeah. That's precisely what she's doing. So she does like right before they crash into a wall, Chisato is able to stop the thing from moving. Hooray. Uh, And she comes around and she's like, Hey, uh, not granny. Definitely just old lady. Who's here. Why did you do such a crazy and reckless thing? And she's just like, Oh, well, like, your mom said you were acting weird, so I came to check on you. Right, like, I'm your grandmother, I love you. Like, you seemed to be in danger when I had this car. And she's not just like, oh, okay, oh, wow, okay, you did definitely figure it out. That's pretty amazing. Um, Yeah, she's so like, your mom called we, and said you were acting weird. This is why I came to town to begin with. Now I understand why you've been acting weird. I totally get it. I'm sorry I didn't stop to try to understand where you were coming from. You know, good luck, be safe, I'm rooting for you. They have this nice moment of reconciliation, and then Shisato goes to absolutely murder this bug monster. Yeah. Uh, now, it was actually, I had, some I've never noticed this before, I always thought that it was supposed to be, like, they were implying that she was, like, shooting pellets out of her slingshot, and they just, like, didn't have a way to conveniently show it. That's definitely not the case, she just holds that thing back and then, like, laser blasts shoot out of two barrels on the Y of it. Yeah, it's a weird weapon. It's a very odd weapon. But anyways, it's still a nano swarm. Um, so, like, it only works... I mean, it. she blasts it, but then, of course, it, it like, goes giant. And then they summon... Well, no, uh, she, she murders it with her blade arm. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Blade arm. Totally spaced on that. Because, the, because what happens then is... Because, okay... 
when the monster fused, it was not then able to unfuse. Like, mm-hmm. all of those termites ate the weapons, and then they fused into one monster, and then that one monster was beating up the Mega Rangers. See, now BBDB has arrived, and he's like, okay, I cooked up a little something special this week. Because it's going to let this monster grow, but also it is going to restore to it the ability to turn into a swarm, because that's the interesting thing about this monster, and we need to have a whole second phase to this fight. Yes. So the monster grows, and now he can also be a swarm. This is bad. Yeah, Yeah, so they summon Galaxy Mega, and... um... I mean, this starts out, the fight like starts out fairly standard. They're just like fighting and they're trying to swing at him and they, uh, it like swarm dodges and then they try to hit again and it swarm dodges and then it just like swarms on Galaxy Mega and just starts eating it. Right. He's just at this point covered in giant termites. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, is bad. <laughs> it, oh God, just so bad. So no, Kenta. Just so, so bad. Kenta's like, listen, I got this. We just got to summon Delta Mega. And he says, like, you know, install Delta Mega. Delta Mega shows up. Is that cool? Delta Mega. We are covered in termites. Use your Gatling gun laser hands to help us. And everyone says, Kenta, this is a terrible idea. Because directly underneath those termites, it's us. That's us. We're right there. <laughs> um, and he just, like, doesn't even stop to listen to him. And this is what I was saying, like, oh, yeah. Kenta is like a weird savant at this stuff because he's great at video games and that translates into certain aspects of being a Mega Ranger. He is just able to pilot, like remotely pilot Delta Mega's huge machine gun laser fingers to just kill all of the termites that are covering Galaxy Mega without damaging Galaxy Mega at all. Like, at first I assumed that what was happening was that the two robots had been designed so that their lasers didn't hurt each other, and Kenta happened to know this somehow. But no, he's just a really good shot. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, and so then... Oh, they form Super Galaxy Mega, and they, they freeze... They, they, they have a freeze gun now that I don't know if they're ever going to use again, but they needed to have some excuse for That's the monster right. to not turn into a swarm again. So they shoot it with their freeze gun, and then they shoot their giant rocket fists at it, and it dies. Yes. Love it. That's great. Yeah. Uh, So, that's basically the end. Uh, We see Granny on a bus, and she's leaving, and she's like, hey, everything is cool, and you're cool, and like, it's fine, we're great. And then as she gets on the bus and the door closes, she's like, install, mega! And everyone's just like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, and also, I guess Chisato <laughs> neglected to inform the rest of the team that Granny had figured it out. And I think that uh, Chisato also neglected to inform Granny that she was not actually dating Kuichiro because as Granny was leaving, Kuichiro oh, yeah, like, right. slaps. Gra- I'm sorry, Granny slaps Kuichiro like right on the bum and is like, "Hey, you need to be more of a man in this relationship, or she's going to be wearing the pants," which is the thing that you could get away with saying in the '90s. Uh, <laughs> kind of weird to watch now, but uh, anyway, so that all happens, and then the episode is over. But Dave, our episode isn't over, because first we need to determine where Termite Nazare lands in the Creature Royale. Now, if you uh, do not recall from re- pre- uh, recent episodes, we have started doing the Creature Royale slightly differently. 
Yeah, so uh, we the list was just getting so cumbersome. Uh, we actually kind of stole a page out of Ranger Danger's playbook, and we are just ranking Nezere versus Nezere this year. Yeah. So, so where does now we are going to be ranking the general concept of a termite Nezere? I know it's actually two separate monsters plus a swarm. Yeah, I'm, but... yeah, I'm not going to give them their own their own thing. So, um, I like I like. Termite Nezere. I think it's a cool monster. I like that it's like can swarm and then like reform. And the fact that it like loses that ability and then gains it again is kind of a cool plot point. Uh, doesn't have a ton of personality, uh, to be honest. The, the queen did. The queen was oh, very yeah, like did. imperious in a way that I like. I did. And I got to say, uh, it has overall, it has not been a super strong, um, a super strong, like, monster personality here, I would say. But um, I do, I like this one. With some notable exceptions. I would say pretty, pretty top, actually. Um, Maybe not quite... Toad Nezere. Toad Nezere had a lot of personality, I actually feel like. Yeah. But like in that poison moth, I think I think right underneath it almost. Maybe Poison Moth Nezere. Uh, I don't but... know, man. Poison Moth Nezere was really cool. Remember they had to like break off part of it to like create a anti Oh yeah, that was really cool. Okay, so I would say, but I did like it better than Ooh, sick. Mm, Cicada Nezere was also really good. Okay, I do sounds. like it better than Owl Nezere. Uh, I do like better than Owl Nezere. Yeah, I'd give you better than Owl Nezere. Owl Nezere is cool, but it is not the coolest of the various mind control monsters. Definitely not. Okay, so Termite Nezere in at the new spot number eight, eight out, of out of 22. 22. And that, Dave... That is going to do it for another episode of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we were talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentaibros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. If you want to rate, review, subscribe on there, tell a friend. Uh, that would be very cool of you. Uh, the Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you'd like to catch any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can find them all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com or wherever you got your podcasts. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. <laughs>